0: Happy Mother's Day and welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you from fabulous downtown Las Vegas inside the Circa Resort at the v Sin Studios rolling through a Sunday of baseball action and it has gone final at Camden Yards. The Red Sox get it done, Wes. That's now four wins in a row for the Red Sox. They are atop the American League East, and they've guaranteed a win in this series. That's three out of the first four games. They will play the fourth on Monday, and right now the Red Sox are rolling.
1: Yeah, they are. Uh, Nick Pavetta gets the win for the Red Sox. Dean Kramer, the loss for the Orioles. Red Sox got that insurance run in the eighth with the Hunter Renfro solo shot to deep center. Gets it to four to two. Orioles out of run in the eighth. Could not get anything going in the ninth inning. So Red Sox four to three winners over the O's.
0: Also, the Clippers and the New York Knicks are in action down in Los Angeles. And right now, the Knicks out in front. Just about a minute and a half left in the first quarter. It's 22-19 to 19, New York with the early lead. Of course, they went off as 7.5-point underdogs, and now in the live market west, they're catching 5.5. Your total has come down, and you were talking about mm-hmm. looking towards the under. Your in-game uh, total right now at 210.5.
1: Yeah, it certainly has. Just 22-19 to 19 here about under two minutes ago, the Knicks and the Clippers. Uh, Knicks, last time they've stepped up in class, last two games against Phoenix and Utah did not go very well. They were on such a roll uh, going forward, but could use a win against a very quality team. Obviously, the Clippers in those top four trying to play for seeding at this standpoint, so Currently, Knicks with the lead. And uh, by the way, we were talking about that San Diego-San Francisco game about to go. Some late money coming in on San Diego, now up to 135 as the Mm. favorites. So they got all the late steam on Chris Paddock this afternoon.
0: Yes, Chris Paddock uh, was a late addition to the uh, starting rotation for San Diego today, but uh, apparently taking the money as well as San Diego looks to avoid the sweep in Northern California. Still tied at two apiece in the Bronx between the Yankees and the Washington Nationals. Yankees do have a man on with uh, no outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, and Tyler Wade is the runner at first base, a 2 1 count. All tied at two. Yankees trying to walk this one off and put another one in the win column. The Milwaukee Brewers are still tied with the Miami Marlins, and this one is already in extras here. Tied at one apiece, and Milwaukee is hitting in the top of the 10th inning. Jacob deGrom is on record to get the win. They went out to a 2-0 lead, did the New York Mets over the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is the top of the 8th inning right now, and New York still out in front. 4-2. Four to two Chicago now leading Kansas City six to one in the bottom of the sixth inning in Houston, really taking it to Toronto west seven to one, but uh, make that seven to three Toronto creeping a little closer here with a big fly
1: two runs for uh the blue Jays here, so now it 's seven to three in the top of the fifth, and back to the stadium two to two. Uh, Aaron Judge at the plate here. Brad Hand not really wanting to give him much to hit here. Uh, don't want to see him park one here. But 3-2 and two, Aaron Judge on as a pinch hitter for the New York Yankees. So Judge at the plate, David LeMahieu, or DJ LeMahieu, rather, on deck. So all tied at 2, bottom of the ninth at the stadium.
0: And in Arlington, they've reached the bottom of the 5th inning, and the Mariners are back in this one, all tied with the Texas Rangers at 2 apiece, your in-game total is at eight and a half as they hit the midway point. All tied at two. Uh, Wes, of course, we were updating the Pelic or excuse me, the Clippers and the Knicks. Let's talk about the Pelicans and the Hornets. And both of these teams are, you know, kind of fighting for their playoff lives. The Hornets looking pretty good. They are two games up on your Indiana Pacers as far as the final play-in spot in the Eastern Conference. The Pelicans are two games shy of the final uh, play-in spot there in the conference. So a lot on the line for these two clubs. And the Hornets are favored at home. This line has moved just a little bit now in favor of Charlotte. It's pretty much been four all morning long. But now the Hornets laying three and a half 222 is your total.
1: Yeah, on Friday night when Zion got scratched with the finger injury, and he is still out indefinitely, so it doesn't look like he is going to go tonight. New Orleans getting bit by the injury bug here very late in the season. Brandon Ingram out with an ankle. Zion Williamson out with a finger. That is about 50 points combined between the two of them. Yet... What you saw with New Orleans, they got down big at Philadelphia on Friday, but did make a rally and made the Sixers sweat a little bit. Sixers only won by two, so you wonder, though, if reality is kind of set in a little bit for the Pelicans. Now you're without your two stars. You're on the road again in Charlotte. Line hasn't moved a ton here, about four, three and a half at BetMGM. There's some fours in the market, so... Did not necessarily get involved here. Maybe a small lean to the over where you can kind of step up in the short term to replace some offense. I mentioned you got 50 points out of the lineup with those two guys. And yet you're seeing the total kind of rise here at 222 at BetMGM. That's actually the market low. There's some 223s out there as well. So I would maybe look to the total here. Three and a half just kind of looks like easy pickings for the Charlotte Hornets at this stage. And they've had their own injury issues with Gordon Hayward having been out now for a while. They do have Lamelo Ball back in the lineup. And I think when they have Lamelo back in the lineup, they're a lot faster-paced team and like to get up and down the floor a little bit more. So hence the move on the over for this one.
0: Aaron Judge grounds to the third baseman, and they're not able to turn the double play are the Washington Nationals, so now New York, with one out, has runners at the corners and trying again to walk off this game, a 2-2 affair in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Mavericks at the Cavaliers West, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and Cleveland's lost nine in a row. They've already been eliminated from the playoffs, and that was a while ago. The Dallas Mavericks are playing for seeding in the Western Conference, and they've been playing very good basketball as of late. They've won eight out of their last 10. Now they're laying double digits, 10.5, even 11 points here at BetMGM on the road. I know you like to go where the stink is. Uh, Is Cleveland a stink that you're willing to buy into?
1: Uh, Not as of right now. Uh, Porzingis is not going to go tonight, by the way, for the Dallas Mavericks. Laying 11 on the road here at BetMGM 217, your current total. Dallas basically is just trying to kind of play defense with their position because uh, four and a half back of Denver, I don't think they can get home court in that series, assuming it will be Dallas and Denver, but they are ahead of a half game of Portland. So right now, basically just trying to stay in that top six. Now, do you want to play the Clippers in the first round or do you want to play Denver in the first round? And that's kind of something that might be a play here for Dallas, assuming there's not that much movement in these current playoff positions, but Looking here, lean lean a little bit to the over, even without Porzingis, I think Dallas can make up that offense. Cleveland, obviously, you get these teams that are kind of out of the mix right now, and they've only got maybe four or five handful of games left to play. How much are they going to provide of an effort on defense is what you always worry about with some of these teams, especially if you're betting unders. So... Cleveland, uh, they've got a couple guys in the rotation out. Darius Garland has been out. He is not going to play one of their star guards with an ankle injury. Kevin Love is going to play tonight. So lean a little bit to the over here, but I have not bet this one.
0: Speaking of defense, the Timberwolves and the Magic, that ought to be a pretty defensive
1: ball game, huh? It will not be, I don't think. And I (laughs) I would only play the over here. I would not play the under. These are two teams that are obviously long out of the playoffs. But for Minnesota's sake... They've been playing a little bit better lately because all of a sudden you got Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell on the floor at the same time, which you've only had that happen really for a handful of games this season. You look at Orlando, all kind of guys out, Wendell Carter out, Terrence Ross, Otto Porter Jr., Chumo, Kike, James Ennis III, MCW, Michael Carter-Williams. They are all out tonight, and we do have a walk-off in New York. Looks like, uh, I believe it was Aaron Hicks with the game-winning hitter. Was that Giancarlo Stanton? Never uh, Stanton, believed. I believe it was Giancarlo Stanton. So uh, he do- he's been on a tear lately, yes, too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the
0: Yanks, I believe that's uh, four or five in a row now. Yeah, that's oh gonna... no, because they I, they lost one game in this. Well, series. that's
1: going to put them two games over 500. Giancarlo Stanton able to bring Tyler Wade home. So three to two, Brad Hand takes the L. Gio Stanton gives the Yankees the win or roll this chap and actually usually gets a save. He is going to get the win today because he did pitch in a 2-2 situation at the top of the nine. So Yankees get the win at the stadium this afternoon.
0: Yeah, Yankees get the W. They saw the money there today in that game. And we talked about kind of jokingly betting the over and the Timberwolves and the Magic. Well, that is seeing the money as well. 229 was your opener. And there are even some 232s in the market right now 231 and some 231s and halves. 231 here at BetMGM. The Suns and the Lakers, this will be a pretty decent game and an interesting game in the Western Conference. The Lakers are currently in that first play in position, the seven hole in the Western Conference, and you and I have talked about it. Phoenix really is trying to make a point to win the conference. They trail Utah by a game and a half currently. Now, we know the Lakers have some injury issues, and they are a seven-and-a-half-point dog at home tonight.
1: Yeah, a game and a half back now are the Phoenix Suns currently in the second spot, and really a lot of this uh, line move is or, excuse me, where the line was really open. LeBron, of course, out. Alex Caruso, questionable with the foot issue. THT, Taylen Horton-Tucker, questionable with the calf. Kyle Kuzma doesn't look like he's going to go tonight. We know Dennis Schroeder's been out due to quarantine, and Jared Dudley's been out for a while. So Lakers very much shorthanded, even though AD is back in this one. And. What you really look at with the Lakers, they are very short in terms of point guards, in terms of ball handlers. You not only have THT out, you not only have Dennis Schroeder out, LeBron James is also kind of an ex-officio point guard for this team. So who's who's going to handle the ball for the Lakers? Uh, who's going to kind of be the, the point guard here? And that's why I think you're seeing the Suns laying seven and a half in this spot. Two sixteen and a half is the total at BetMGM. I don't know if I necessarily want to lay it with the Suns because sometimes the Lakers can provide a really good effort when you least expect it, but... I don't think I want to bet the Lakers either. They're just all kind of injured right now. So if I were to play this game, I would avoid the sides really here, uh, not take the points nor lay the points. I would lean to the over.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, I'm not going to play the game either uh, because you're right. The Lakers seem to find a way to show up every now and then when you don't expect them to. But I think if I had to play the game, I would lean towards the Suns. They seem to have a little bit more sense of urgency about reaching that top spot in the Western Conference, and clearly they're the superior team on the floor, the team that's on the floor This evening, we'll see if they can win it by 7.5 or 8 points. Uh, What about the Bulls and the Pistons, West? This is a borderline meaningless game. The Bulls aren't quite out of it yet. They're currently in the 11th slot in the Eastern Conference. Do you think maybe we get a good old-fashioned Detroit-Pistons-Chicago Bulls rivalry game that is a decent contest, or or is this a waste of time? and, And maybe bet the over if you do anything.
1: Well, Jeremy Grant has missed the last few games for Detroit, averaging about 22 a game is questionable, so there is a chance he may go tonight, and then you will see this line go down a little bit. Bulls basically, by and large, healthy, except for Daniel Tice. Questionable if he's going to go tonight. But you're right, this is kind of the end of the line for the Bulls. They're three out of that 10 spot and they have five games left to play, of course, the the game tonight at Detroit. Then they get Brooklyn and Toronto at home. Then they have another game in Brooklyn, and then close out with Milwaukee coming in. So not necessarily the easiest of schedules where the Bulls can get healthy on some soft competition. No play for me here at this time. Nine uh, is obviously the number, I think, if you're going to see Grant in the lineup for Detroit tonight. It'll probably go down to eight or 7.5, so maybe you take Detroit and see if you get some good injury news on that spot, but this is going to be a pass for me.
0: This is actually a similar scenario here. The nightcap in Northern California, the Sacramento Kings hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Kings, like the Bulls, they're not quite out of it, but they're awful close. And the Thunder, you know, what kind of disaster that's been as of late. They lost by 39 to the Golden State Warriors last night in San Francisco. Now, you don't like to see the Kings as a big favorite, but they are laying nine points here with a total of 222.5.
1: Kings beat these guys in Oklahoma City on Tuesday. It was actually a competitive game, 103-99. to But the Thunder at this point of the season... You know, and and I kind of follow this and see these teams that are very much out of it. I don't know if I can say they don't have the worst record in the league, but the Thunder very much look like the worst team in the NBA. We saw what the Pacers did to them, I think, about a week ago, where they scored like 152 points on this these guys. <gasps> Oklahoma City, obviously, since SGA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, has gone out of the lineup, they just have not... Been very good. De'Aaron Fox, we know, has been out for a while with Sacramento. Harrison Barnes doesn't look like he's going to go tonight with the hip injury for the Kings as well. I don't know if I really want to lay nine with the Sacramento Kings, so it would be over or nothing here for me.
0: Yep, I'm going the same way as you. I'm not going to play it, but uh, I certainly don't want either side of that contest. Uh, Gary Woodland and Rory McIlroy still sharing the lead at the Wells Fargo Championship at the Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Your 54-hole leader, Keith Mitchell, is one shot back at eight under par. He's played 11 holes, One over par on his round today. And then look at the group at six. Bubba Watson creeping back in there. He's three under on his round today. Three shots off the lead. Abraham Anser at six under par. Victor Hovland at six under par. And just missed a decent birdie opportunity on the par three 13th. Luke List also at six under par. And there's Xander Shoffley making a little bit of a run. Three under par through 16 holes on his round today. He is four shots back at five under par.
1: Lowman and clubhouse is Bryson DeChambeau who does bogey 18 to finish at four under par. Three under on his round today, but probably way too far back with Rory and Gary Woodland now on the back nine at nine under. So some of these chasers, it's going to be time to get going because. You would have thought maybe there'd be a bigger gap, but I think both Woodland and Rory actually parred that par 510. Yes. Like these other guys did, like Victor Hovland did the same thing. So post a number and see if you can put some pressure on these guys.
0: Bubba Watson could be making it interesting here. Now at BetMGM, he's 150-1. to He's running out of holes. But I also find it interesting that Gary Woodland is plus 250, tied with Rory McIlroy, and McIlroy is minus 125. Maybe a little bit of value there on Gary Woodland. We will discuss more baseball, basketball, golf, and NASCAR. Get an update on the race in Darlington from West when we come back here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. innings in Miami, the Marlins and the Brewers, and right now the Brewers have a 2-1 to advantage over Miami. The pitching coach out to talk to the pitcher For the Milwaukee Brewers is they've got a little bit of a tenuous situation here. You've got Marlins at the corners, first and third, with two down in the bottom of the 10th inning. Possible walk-off situation here for Miami West. This has uh, been a low-scoring game, and they were locked at one for a long time. But right now, Milwaukee up 2-1, to bottom of 10.
1: Yeah, runners at the corners, of course. uh, And now that looks like a ground ball out. It looks like Milwaukee will get the win and the save. 2-1 to final down in Miami. Brewers with the win. The New York Mets are doubling up the Arizona Diamondbacks
0: four to two. Arizona. Trying to avoid their sixth straight defeat, and New York trying to make it five wins in a row. Jacob DeGrom started the game, went five innings, got New York out to a two to nothing lead, and he would be in position to get the decision today. Four to two, New York in the bottom of the eighth inning. Chicago still hanging on to a six to one lead over Kansas City. Kansas City trying to avoid their eighth straight defeat. This is the bottom of the sixth inning, and just as I say that, Kansas City puts a run on the board. Six to two now, Wes,
1: in KC. And that will push the game over the total. This did close 7.5, juicy under minus 120. So now over in Kansas City, at least in one way, but White Sox still with the lead. And the Toronto Blue Jays trying to make a comeback here in Houston.
0: Houston was out to a 7-1 to lead, I believe. It is now 7-4. to They are batting in the home half of the fifth inning, but uh, Toronto putting up a fight. This one now over the total as well in the rubber match between the Astros and the Blue Jays. The Colorado Rockies still getting shut out by the St. Louis Cardinals. A different uh, affair than we saw yesterday. A 9-8 to final in favor of St. Louis on Saturday. Just 2 to. Nothing right now in favor of the Cardinals in the bottom of the seventh inning, and Pittsburgh same uh, result here uh, as w- at last check. It's six to two Pirates in favor of the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Pirates went off as a decent sized underdog today, looking to avoid the sweep there in Chicago. Six to two leading the club, uh, the Cubs in the bottom of the seventh, and all of a sudden Texas all over Seattle. They got out to a two nothing lead. Seattle tied it up at two apiece, and
1: now on the top of the sixth, West. Seven to two Rangers. Yeah, six runs in the in the fifth inning for the Texas Rangers as they have uh, they got two home runs in the bottom of the fifth. Culberson with the solo shot, Garcia with the three run shot, and it's all Rangers right now.
0: And no score in the other three ball games underway between San Francisco and San Diego, Tampa Bay and Oakland, and also. The pair of L.A. brethren, the Dodgers and the Angels, also scoreless. Let's talk about the Sunday night baseball game. That'll come up at 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, Wes, you know, you and I come home from the Green Zone every Sunday, and mm-hmm. I sit down and I watch Sunday night baseball. Every game has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. There have been five of them so far. A couple have gone extra innings. They've all gone over the total. And four, in four out of the five cases, the visiting team has come out victorious. You've got a rematch tonight. With the Braves hosting the Phillies, and it was back on, I believe, April 11th that the Phillies got a run in the top of the ninth inning to beat Atlanta. I think the final was seven to six. So these games have been thrilling. I'm hoping we get a similar trend tonight.
1: Yeah, and I would lean certainly with the over in in this one. Now you got the ace on the mound with Aaron Nola with the 337 xFIP, 244 Fielding Independent, and 289 on the ERA. You're seeing Noloff throw a lot more like four-seam fastballs and throwing fewer off-speed stuff, the sinkers and the changeup. And so far, it's been work, working for him. But the bullpen's about middle of the road. Uh, Braves' bullpen also league average. Uh, Braves' kind of been a little bit uh, clunky on offense lately. They've been ninth in weighted on-base average, but fourth uh in uh, X W WABA or X average here. So uh, look, uh, looking uh, Hector Uenoa you know, uh, is going to be on the mound tonight. 236 on the ERA, 348 on the XFIP, seven appearances this season. Still needs to kind of maybe add another pitch to that arsenal. Very good ground ball pitcher, though, uh, almost 50% for his career. The strand rate is a little bit unsustainable. So you've got two offenses that have kind of been up and down to start the season. But I may continue riding that Sunday night baseball over train here is where I'm going to look. I really couldn't get there on the side. Pretty even split. Noah, the better pitcher, but laying 120 at BetMGM, I thought that price was a little high. So lean over 7.5 here in this one.
0: Yeah, I do, too. You and I both liked the over uh, last week with the Mets playing uh, on Sunday Night Baseball. They ended up coming back to win that ball game. We'll see if the over gets there again tonight. Also, the Los Angeles Clippers now out to a nine-point advantage over the visiting New York Knicks, 47-38. to 38. We are into the second quarter, about halfway through about six minutes left before the halftime break. Again, 47-38 in favor of the Clippers on the live line. They have moved to 10.5-point favorites here at BetMGM. We'll talk a little football on the other side. Keep it here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly, A Numbers Game or The Lombardi Line, and the Daily VSIN Best Bets podcast. You can also check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book podcast, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get the BGA Tour betting previews on Long Shots, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, and the NBA Scoop with JVT on the Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting, we have a podcast for it. Find them all at for, or for free at com slash podcast. That's com slash podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Green Zone. Presented by BetMGM, we are live inside the VEASAN studio at Circus Sports in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. And Fabulous golf tournament uh, shaping up to be a little bit of a logjam at the top there West Rory McIlroy now in in the lead by himself at 9 under par Gary Woodland dropped a shot he is now at 8 under par, a stroke back tied with Keith Mitchell at 8 under par and in second place. Abraham Anser and Victor Hovland are two shots back at 7 under par, and then you've got Bubba Watson at 6. So some good names and a good leaderboard there, the top six or seven guys.
1: Yeah, Rory right now at BetMGM, minus 165 to go ahead and get this home and get his third Wells Fargo Championship Gary Woodland right behind at plus three fifty, then Keith Mitchell five to one, Victor Hovland twelve to one, Abraham answer fifty to one. Everybody else triple digits pretty much at this standpoint. So we shall see if somebody's going to be able to post a number and maybe put a little pressure on Rory and Woodland, one of the lead groups here. Uh, low man in the clubhouse is Shambo at four under. That is not going to hold with uh, some of these guys at seven with just three holes to play.
0: And before we went to break, the New York Knicks were trailing by nine points. They're now only down by a bucket in Los Angeles. You've got uh, just about two and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter. And the Los Angeles Clippers now leading the Knicks 49-47. to Los Angeles, back to where they started. They are seven and a half point favorites in the live market. And your total at BetMGM is 215.5 Uh, Wes, we were talking about some of the uh, proposition bets you could make on the NFL here at BetMGM and NFL divisions and exactly which place each team will finish. And, of course, there's a price associated with each team in the division. Let's uh, go into your territory there, the AFC South, where your Colts are the favorite. They are at even money to win this division. The Titans are the second choice at +110, and then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars and their shiny new quarterback Trevor Lawrence at 12 to 1 to finish in first place, and the Texans are the long shot at 20 to 1. Was there anything in this division that caught your eye?
1: I think the Colts are going to win the division. Not really a lot of value, just a very small straddle here at even money and then the Titans right behind it, plus 110. We will know the schedule here later this week, but just looking at the Colts' opponents, obviously they get the AFC teams at at home and away. Everybody gets that. And then the AFC South plays the two divisions that they will play in terms of conference and interconference. They will play the AFC East, and they will play the NFC West. So the Colts get the Patriots and Jets at home, then go to Buffalo and Miami, in terms of the NFC West, they get LA and Seattle coming to Indianapolis, then got to go to Arizona and San Francisco. The it's addition- a tough schedule. Yeah, the additional home game also Raiders at home, Ravens on the road, Tampa Bay at home. I felt like from a season win standpoint at 10 now with 17, I felt that that was probably about right this year. They basically did not lose a lot. They basically, what they did, they didn't bring in a lot of. Shining new toys in the free agent market. They basically re-signed their guys. Mm-hmm. Of course, they did draft Quiddy Pay. He is going to have to really contribute, I think, right away from a pass rush standpoint. And also the new quarterback, of course, Carson Wentz. Now, plenty of weapons around him. Pretty good running back core with Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naeem Himes. All of those guys have started over the last couple seasons for the Colts. Also Jordan Wilkins. So a really good running back room. Receiving core, T.Y. Hilton, of course, the veteran, is back couple of young guys they drafted in the in the draft a couple of the last couple of years they drafted Michael Pittman Jr and then of course had Paris Campbell who needs to stay healthy so good group Colts will score points now can they get pressure on that quarterback is really what you're looking at and for the Tennessee Titans going to have a new offensive coordinator this year and Todd Downing of course Arthur Smith Now is the head coach down in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of turnover there on the staff and the same really for the Colts too. Nick Sirianni is now the head coach in Philadelphia. So Marcus Brady going to be the OC Scott Milanovic going to be the quarterbacks coach. And then of course, Carson Wentz reuniting with Frank Reich. Maybe that this is what needs to happen for him is that you just need kind of a change of environment. I think that can only be a good thing really for Carson Wentz. So I think the, I I give a slight edge to the Colts, but I think it's a pretty razor thin margin. Uh, Tennessee, of course, uh, was a playoff team last year as well as Indianapolis. They are clearly I think there's a clear gap between them and obviously the Jags and the Texans. Jags can't get any worse than one in fifteen, so you think just by that nature they're going to show a little bit of improvement with some excitement with the new coach and the new quarterback. Texans who knows what that team is going to be whether Deshaun Watson even takes the field this year so it's going to be a two-horse race here in this division
0: yeah I I think there's a real good chance that you can just cross off the Texans Mm -hmm. Uh, and and I don't think it's too early to do that Uh, the Jaguars I think are the interesting team here from a betting standpoint they're 12 to 1 to win the division I, I agree with you I think the Colts are going to win the division I like this Colts team I'm not so sure about the Titans. I don't know if they improved their defense enough. I do really like Mike Vrabel as a head coach, but I think the Jaguars to finish in second place. Plus six seventy-five. That's not too shabby, is it? Yeah. Seven to one almost to finish in second. I I think this team is really going to be improved. I would say bet their season win total over. I really like the offense that they kind of put around Trevor Lawrence through the draft and free agency. I I think this team is going to be improved And, and if you're talking a three team race, why not try for second at 7-1? to one?
1: Yeah, I think there's, that's better value than necessarily maybe trying to take somebody at even money to win the division because it's really splitting hairs. I think it is a very thin margin between Indianapolis and Tennessee. I do lean to the Colts, though. I think they're a slightly better team. All right, next
0: up we will talk the AFC West here. On the other side, we've also got some baseball awards I want to take a look at with you, possible betting markets there as far as Cy Young, MVP, that type
1: of thing. Any initial thoughts on the AFC West? You going against the Chiefs, maybe? I am not going against the Chiefs, but I think you could get three playoff teams out of this division. I think the Denver Broncos, clearly it's kind of priced in where it's, You know, assuming, I don't think it's assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, but they're certainly trying to cover their backsides here and not get bet at big prices. And then the Chargers did improve, had one of the best drafts in the league. And the Raiders were a 500 team last year, so they're not that far away.
0: Yeah, shaded to the yes on the Broncos, right? Yes. All right, we'll come back and finish up the AFC West conversation there, see if there's any bets we like, and also do some baseball as well. Victor Hovland, I think he's looking at a birdie putt here, Wes, and that might be our guy. I'm not sure. We'll come back and update that as well. The Wells Fargo Championship right here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Baseball players may not get style points for home runs, but baseball bettors do. New BetMGM customers can turn $1 into $100 when someone goes yard during a game. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VSIN100, and if you place a $1 money line wager on the Phillies or the Braves, you'll get $100 if either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and in Tennessee, 800-889-9789. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. The Texas Rangers make it 8-2 to now over the Seattle Mariners, bottom of the sixth inning with two outs. And Seattle is currently, uh, let's see, no, Texas is currently at the plate trying to add to that lead. Again, 8-2. to two. They are up on Seattle. Just looking at the monitors here. Still 7-4 to four in favor of the Astros over the Toronto Blue Jays. But uh, what jumped out at me, Wes, was that birdie putt by Victor Hovland. You and I are both on him this week to win the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow. And he is now just one shot off the lead at 8 under par for the tournament. Rory McElroy with a big par putt to maintain the advantage at nine
1: under par. And Keith Mitchell just makes birdie here on the par 3 So now we have two leaders at nine under par. McElroy Mitchell, Hovland, and answer at eight under par. Woodland made another bogey. He is now at seven under. So... Rory made a big long putt there for par, a very uh, timely par for Rory McIlroy. By the way, right now minus one forty-five at BetMGM is McIlroy, his co-leader, Keith Mitchell at plus two forty, Victor Hovland eleven to one, Abraham Answer, twelve to one, Gary Woodland twelve to one, Luke List uh, still with holes to play out there at one fifty to one. But this is what we get to when we get to the back nine in terms of these live golf betting options. The options become more limited as the holes. Get fewer and fewer, so really only six guys on the board currently priced at BetMGM. Top ten, by the way, after stage one in Darlington is Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. That is your top ten through stage one at Darlington.
0: And Victor Hovland is uh, headed towards the 16th tee. He will start the Green Mile a nickname for the finishing three holes. Every
1: single week, it's been like the bear trap and the, the snake green mile, pit. the snake pit. <laughs> yeah, every Amen single Corner. week, absolutely, these uh, stretch of final three holes that uh, obviously changed the market here. They've become kind of a live trader's paradise, except for last week when Sam Burns kind of had it well in hand yes. uh, going into the snake pit.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Snake Pit, the Green Mile, all these uh, different stretches of holes. The Bear Trap, of course, at PGA National for the Honda Classic. All very difficult three-hole stretches. And that's what Victor Hovland has coming up as he head towards the 16th tee with a Uh, He is behind by one shot, trailing Keith Mitchell and Rory McIlroy at the Wells Fargo. All right, back to the NFL. We touched on the AFC West just a bit, and the Chiefs, of course, are the favorite to win the division. And they're the biggest favorite in the whole league, minus 275. And what's interesting, Wes, I believe last year they were a bigger favorite. They were like minus 400, I believe, Mm -hmm. last year. To win this division and, and everybody else beneath them, the Broncos, the chargers, and the Raiders, I think we're at about twice the price i think I think the Raiders were in the neighborhood of fourteen to one, and the chargers and the Broncos were maybe ten to one or something they've all been cut. I think all these teams have improved a little bit, not that the chiefs have necessarily gotten worse, but I think maybe the other teams have improved a little bit much more so than Kansas City. And I, you know, looked at this last year, and I said, I'd almost bet all three other teams at big-plus money and hope I could hit one of
1: them. It's kind of a for here. Obviously, you mentioned that these teams, I think, have all got have improved and gotten at least a little bit better, that being Denver, the Chargers, and, of course, the Las Vegas Raiders. But also with the Chiefs, it's a discounted at least a little bit into the price, that old Super Bowl hangover. Yeah when you lose in the Super hangar, Bowl. Yeah. Yes, and we saw that with San Francisco last year, mm-hmm. and then obviously the injuries piled up, and they ended up going, what, 6-10 and 10 and missing the playoffs. So I don't expect that that's going to happen to the Kansas City Chiefs when you have Patrick Mahomes slinging the rocket in your backfield, but I'm not convinced that they're the overwhelming, they should be the favorite, obviously, mm-hmm. being a Super Bowl and then a runner-up, so 1-2 two, last two years finishing, but... Gosh, I, I just, I don't think that they're an absolute lock necessarily. So, if you're looking to do something in this division, you would have to maybe take a stand against the champions here. Now, the Broncos have been cut a little bit to plus four fifty. I forget what they were before. Obviously, the Aaron Rodgers news; they might have been close to double digits, but all these teams have been cut and you had the Broncos had a really good draft. In my opinion, we're always talking about the chargers draft and how good that was. And that I was just all three of these teams. Yeah. Besides the chiefs had good drafts. And right? with the chargers, it was kind of just letting the board fall to you. And that's yeah. what Tom Telesco, the general manager who comes from that bill Pullion tree from Indianapolis. So very knowledgeable in the front office. And that's basically what they did. They let Sean Slater, Fall down to them. They let Asante Samuel fall down to them in the second round. They didn't have to make any trades to go get these guys. Justin Herbert in his second year. We'll see if he's if he's got more health in the backfield with Austin Eckler, Justin Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly. They drafted the kid out of Missouri, Roundtree as well. And then your receiving core: Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. So. They've got some good receivers. They did uh, get Jared Cook to be a tight end, a good veteran guy. So really what the Chargers had to do was get that offensive line better. And I think that that's what they tried to do. They signed Corey Lindsley from Green Bay to a big contract. Matt Filer was a free agent from Pittsburgh. Bulaga is back and should be healthy. And then you add Rashawn Slater, who's going to be your day one starter at left tackle. So Obviously, that was priority number one for the Lightning Bolts is to get that offensive line improved. Good athletes on the defense with Joey Bosa leading your pass rush, Derwin James as a secondary, as a safety. So defense still has some holes in it, but they clearly improved. And I think what Denver did, you saw a lot of what they did. They did not go ahead and get the quarterback in the first round. Justin Fields was there for them. And Mac Jones was as well. They elected not to go that route. They have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. We shall see if one of those two are the quarterbacks, if Aaron Rodgers does not come to Mile High City. But Denver, what they did, I think, basically was strengthen his strength, at least in the early rounds of the draft, because they added Pat Sertan, the second, in the first round. He's going to start at corner. Added Jamar Johnson in the fifth round, who was a second-round value, according to some people. The safety out of Indiana really fits Dom Capers' defense and what he wants to do. And, of course, you got a really good pass rusher, one of the best in the league up front with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Also back. So starting with those two guys means you're going to be a pretty elite defense in the national football league. So that's what I think Denver and kind of how they're approaching this is they're saying, okay, we know we have to beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas city chief offense, so we better load up in that secondary, and that's exactly what they did. Still batting in the
0: bottom of the sixth inning are the Texas Rangers, and they add another run. They are now up on the Seattle Mariners 9-2. to The San Diego Padres out in front of the Giants early, 4 to nothing in the top of the third inning there at Oracle Park in San Francisco. And the New York Mets make it a final. They've won five in a row. Arizona has dropped six in a row. 4-2, to two year final there. Jacob deGrom gets the win. The Chicago White Sox up on Kansas City, 8-3 to three in the bottom of the seventh inning there. And the Houston Astros
1: in the bottom of the sixth, still leading Toronto, 7-4. to Halftime, by the way, in the Staples Center. Knicks by two over the Clippers, 56-54. Second half price you're seeing, Clippers minus six, 105.5 currently on the total at BetMGM. The closing total in the first half was 109.5. It goes over by a half a point as it is 110 points, 56 to 54. Nick's cover in the first half is four-point underdogs.
0: And back to that AFC West real quick. I think the bet I would have the toughest time making is any of these teams to finish second. Mm-hmm. I think this is such a tight race in this division. Like you said, the Chiefs are clearly the favorite. But the Broncos, Chargers, and the Raiders... Your guess is as
1: good as mine as to who is going to finish second, third, last, you name it. It's almost like, would you rather just maybe take a shot? Yeah. But Uh, the thing with the Denver price, it's already discounted a little bit. Because I think some of the sources that say, "Okay, this Aaron Rodgers and maybe Mark Schlerf was premature in saying this was close to a done deal or he knows something that the rest of us don't know, of course, being a former Bronco radio host there in Denver. But that's already been cut at 450 to win that division. You got to think they would have been like eight or nine or ten to one. If Rodgers wasn't even a factor to come to Denver,
0: that's why I say bet all three of them. Yeah, because you you've got pretty decent plus money on all of them sixteen to one at the on the Raiders, um, you know. And if the Chiefs don't win it, you, you should at least turn some sort of profit. Uh, real quick, and, and we'll get into this uh, in the next segment as well. But uh, want to turn to baseball and some of the markets up at BetMGM for American League MVP, and no surprise. Mike Trout is your favorite at 2 to 1. His teammate Shohei Otani, is at 8 to 1. You've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. at 10 and on down the line Giancarlo Stanton who just got the game winning hit there at 40 to 1 for the Yankees. Uh, Alex Bregman at 25 to 1, Aaron Judge at 18 to 1. Anybody in that market uh, jump out at you
1: Wes? From a longer price I would say Stanton right now at 40 to 1 who's on mm-hmm. an absolute tear. Uh, for the New York Yankees, and obviously if the Yankees can get it right and start to pull away a little bit and catch the Red Sox and win this AL East, that's going to be a feather in their cap. Uh, I would say no on some of these mid price like Byron Buxton. I think the Twins just have not been good enough this year. Trout and Otani, are the clear favorites. Otani, it depends, I think, on how much he's going to pitch this year and what his pitching numbers. If they're respectable, I think he is certainly going to have some value. But if you think the Red Sox are going to keep it going in the AL, maybe look at J.D. Martinez. That's who I was looking at.
0: I was going to say the same thing. You know, if that team keeps rolling, you know he's going to be a big part of it. Absolutely. Might hit 40 home runs. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's the guy I was looking at at 20-1, J.D. Martinez. Mike Trout, I mean, he's practically hitting 400 right now. If the award was given out today, he'd probably get it. We'll come back for the final hour of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Then we pass the baton to the Vsin Bet Center. Jeff Parles, Greg Peterson, and Josh Towers take you the rest of the way. We'll be right back on Vsin.